take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What can you do when you can't find Superman? Answer. Look for someone else with an escape plan. Thought of the day comes from actor, director, and activist Christopher Reeve. He played the dual role of Clark Kent and Superman on the big screen in the 1978 movie, followed by other sequels in the 1980s. He later was paralyzed in an equestrian competition in 1995. He said, Your body is not who you are. The mind and the spirit transcend the body. Hello and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, this podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I offer up advice to help parents and kids and anyone else who wants to learn about disability engagement. I grew up in the 1970s and and 80s. I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. Reasonable accommodation didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was in college in 1991. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 53. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. April is National Poetry Month. I have been sharing ideas around catharsis and poetic therapy. Today I am talking about some comic book catharsis with Superman. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences or Rope, I am talking about two personal poems that I wrote about Superman. One is called The Super Complex, and the other is called The Letter on My Chest. Please listen for one or two things that you could take away from this episode. Now, take hold and let us both engage in this week's episode. According to the Merriam-Webster website, Catharsis can be defined as purification or purgation of emotions such as pity and fear, primarily through art. A similar definition is a purification or purgation that brings spiritual release or release of tension. In his May 4th, 2016 article, The Catharsis, of representation in comics, Alan Thomas writes about the value P 
people get from comics. He writes that first, some people find value in just reading and escaping from the sometimes distressful reality of life. Second, some people derive lessons rather organically, finding semblance of meaning just by reading a few panels. Third, people may need discourse to find for themselves what comics means in terms of healing and uncovering the curative aspects of comic book discussions and fellowship. They reveal a visceral potential for comics to form any number of meanings. Here's another perspective of comics and catharsis. On the NPR website, Glenn Weldon, author of two histories on both Batman and Superman, acknowledges that comic book heroes are childish notions. But that is exactly what lends them to simple, primal purity of meaning. They are the means to confront and defeat what threatens us. Reminder, National Superhero Day is celebrated on April 28th. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences, or Rope, I am talking about Superman and how the duality of the characters of Clark Kent and Superman resonated with me. In 1978, the clumsiness of Clark Kent portrayed by Christopher Reeve really resonated with me because of my cerebral palsy and crutches. Every time I push back my glasses on my nose, I remember Christopher Reeve doing the same thing as a subtle symbol of strength. It was also the fact that Clark knew that he was stronger than he looked. I later wrote a poem titled The Super Complex. The poem was written in 1998. The idea came from the complexity of changing identities. Clark hides behind a pair of specks to mask his identity so no one suspects. Then, when the situation demands, he transforms into Superman. Only in times of danger do we get to see this supposed stranger. His bulleted velocity makes him travel faster so he can save the earth from impending disaster. His shoulders support the weight of the world, but his heart remains with one special girl. His incredible strength is unmatched and he escapes without a scratch.
he flies off before thanks can be phrased. As people cast a fleeting heavenly gaze. At the end of the day, he resumes his normal life. Until civilization experiences another catastrophic strife. Thank you. The next poem is titled, The Letter on My Chest, from 1998. I wanted to play with the idea of Superman mixed with The Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet Letter was a novel by Nathaniel Hawthorne, in which the character gets labeled with the shame of wearing an A in public. In the Scarlet Letter, the A represents adultery. The poem begins. He walks around disguised by his glasses to protect his identity from the masses. But when duty calls, as you might have guessed, out comes the S in the center of his chest. His weakness becomes exposed to the villains he has always opposed. Because when kryptonite is revealed, there is no more man of steel. He has such strong conviction to risk instant extinction. I pledge to discover the real power behind my crutches that I feel. I plan to show my body off at the risk of possible scoffs. My A I am proud to display because I no longer have a need to fly away. Thank you. Did you hear something that you can lean into? Reflections. Knowing that it was Superhero Day at the end of April, April 28th to be precise, that's why I wanted to do this episode about um, the catharsis of comic books and that's why I also used Glenn Weldon and I, I then found the catharsis of comic books where it talked about importance of finding semblance of meaning. I wrote those two poems about Superman because I wanted to show the personal and social pressure that comes with being Superman and also comes with having a disability. The super, the super complex was really about the super complex decision of making a decision for himself versus the decisions that would impact the whole world and what kind of pressure or responsibility that is to do that and one of the reasons why I wrote that back then was 
because of the pressure that I felt as someone with a disability, both to lead my own life and also to be an example to other people or to feel like I had that need or that responsibility to be an example to other people. The letter on my chest, that poem was about the hiding my my ability behind my crutches and then showing off the A on my chest just like Superman does, but doing it with crutches and using the power that I feel behind my crutches. So that um, was the reason why I did that poem, and I wanted to compare it uh, and use the imagery of the Scarlet Letter, which is from literature about being shamed by showing off the letter A. The other story that I wanted to share with everyone in the audience is that in 1997, uh, I got the opportunity, because I was working for Nickelodeon at the time, to uh, participate in the Nick News What Are You Staring At special. And they were, they had John Hockenberry, who was a news reporter who was in a wheelchair, uh, and he uh, was on NBC and Dateline, um, and they were going to have him and Chris Reeve, who was in a wheelchair at the time because of the equestrian accident, and they were going to have him talk to kids about disabilities. When I heard this in a company meeting, uh, when they were, were had announced it at 1515 Broadway, I thought about the fact that John Hockenberry and Chris Reeve, although they had disabilities as adults, they didn't really have disabilities as kids. So um, I then went to one of my friends who uh, named Gina, who I had actually was friends with in college, and we actually ended up at Nickelodeon about six month, months apart. So I knew about her then, and then I, I went up to her and I said, well, can I participate or give feedback on scripts and information and just so that people understand the uh, not only the uh, pressure of having a disability and being stared at, but what some of the things that parents go through and kids growing up and growing up with that with that identity of having to deal with the pressure of having a disability and what was ironic about that is on the day that they were shooting um, downtown I actually took a cab to the wrong address uh, because I had transposed the numbers and I was about uh, an hour late and never got the opportunity to meet with uh, Chris Reeve in person, but I did get the chance to sit in the control room and that was the, that was what I had lost or what I hadn't gotten the opportunity, opportunity to do because of the fact that 
I was an hour late. It was a very well-done episode uh, by Steve Keller and Mark Lyons and, of course, Linda Arby. And it really, uh, they talked about different issues regarding disabilities and pressure and just dealing with the um, image and the fact of being stared at and what being stared at and the, and the embarrassment meant. Being stared at raises concerns for parents, raises concerns for kids growing up with disabilities, and it also raises concerns or fears within people in, in society for just dealing with the disability and the, and the environment and all the pressures that come with just being in the environment with the disability. It was, as I said, it was, um, I felt the embarrassment of being an hour late, uh, which is funny now. Um, and the show, the next year, when I was no longer with Nickelodeon, ended up winning an Emmy Award. But I only looked at scripts and talked to producers. Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember... It takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I'll never give up.